And of course, today on Thursday, uh, depending on when you're watching, listening to this show, Anthony Richardson had his pro day at the University of Florida, and now everybody's raving the greatest pro day of all time. Oh, the measurables, the arm, he hit the ceiling. I got I to gotta, I gotta stop the nonsense right now. And I was on Total Access on Thursday talking about this as well. Please do not overestimate what you see in these pro days. Anthony Richardson has not played enough football to be a first-rounder. Although, as a Bears podcast, I should be encouraging teams. Oh, trade into the top 10. Come get Anthony Richardson. You need to trade with the Bears to come get Anthony Richardson. But the reality is, and this is what I fear, is uh, somebody's going to look at this similar to the way that the Bears looked at Mitch Trubisky a number of years ago. There was a guy who played very limited college football going up against two guys in the draft who played for Power 5 teams, who played for national championships. This is how ridiculous, in hindsight, the Mitch Trubisky thing looks. When you look at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and what they've been able to do at the collegiate level, imagine Anthony Richardson going second or first overall. I, I implore these teams not to do it. It's starting to give me – I'm getting – I'm triggered just watching this whole thing. I don't – I do because, like, the Bears are set. What do I care? And, again, if some team wants to move into the top ten, please do it. Please come take the number nine overall selection. But as you watch these pro days unfold and as you listen to the madness of the of the – of the mock drafts and everything like that. Please don't fall for the hype of Anthony Richardson. But you know what? We've got so many great things to talk about today. Sammy, let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The sickest Chicago Bears and fantasy football podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to a very special edition of the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. It, is, it was opening day on Thursday. Hope springs eternal for all the fans of the Cubs and the Chicago White Sox or whatever baseball team that you root for. The NFL right now is allowing players to wear number zero. The McCaskey family has come out against hard knocks. There's a lot of things going on. So in a matter of moments, we're going to be having, uh, we're going to be joined by Dan Hansis to talk about all that stuff. But first, I did want to take a, a few moments to say that support for the Sick Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. And that's right. I, I know over the last couple of years, people think of Manscaped as the premier grooming item for below the waist kind of stuff. But I'm here to tell you, that I became a part of the Manscaped family because I don't know if you're aware, I'm bald and I have a beard. And I got to tell you, I finally decided to stop buying the cheap stuff on Amazon, getting the 1099 razor that breaks down all the time, that jangles my face. Like there's times where they have to use makeup to cover up some of the mistakes that I made uh, just trying to get ready for Total Access or Fantasy Live or anything like that. So I went to Manscaped, didn't realize that they have products for for beards, for bald heads, and for all general grooming. So it's beyond what you've thought of it. Uh, if you want to switch up, don't skimp. Don't skimp on your face and your head. This isn't this isn't like going to a burrito joint. Like you want the high end, the high end stuff. And if you go to manscaped.com right now, use the code SICKBEARS, you'll get 20% off. And you can start looking dope like me. Look at this beard now. Look how clean I look. I've been looking great, and thanks to our friends in Manscaped for doing that. Now, 
we appreciate them doing that. But enough about that. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. George McCaskey this week came out in opposition to the Chicago Bears being on hard knocks. He sounded like your grandfather trying not to be in your TikTok video. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't know. I, I don't understand the mentality. So I wanted to get to the bottom of this. And so for that, I wanted to go to the very best person to talk about when we were in regards to hard knocks. Now, our friend, you know him from the Around the NFL podcast, the premier football podcast out there, non-fantasy, of course. Uh, he's also the writer of the power rankings on NFL.com and NFL Network, and he is our hard knocks aficionado. Please welcome to the show once again, Mr. Dan Hansis who joins us. Hello, sir. How are you? What's up, Adam? Yeah, like, God forbid. And, you know, I was on last year, Adam, and I yeah. said, like, the, both the Jets and the Bears, if things fall a certain way, yes, in 2023, both those teams could be relevant and matter. I still believe yeah. it. And I'm 100%. And I, I'm with you. And I'm with you, like, uh, I'm with you on Justin Fields. That was the right move to roll forward with him and, and sell that draft pick. Everything about their plan I like. But the thing about Bears management, uh, yeah, going out of their way, like God forbid we make the Bears interesting again and, and relevant and and put them out there on a national stage and a spotlight uh, for NFL films who does it better than anyone in the world of making a team look fun and interesting. See right. Detroit Lions last year. Why would you? It's It just seems tired. It's like that old... It, it, I don't know if it, it makes them seem like we're more serious football men by saying things like that. Uh, like, oh, let the other 31 teams be interesting. No, you be interesting. <laughs> the Bear fans have been waiting long enough for you to be interesting. Yeah, it is. Has there ever been a team that you've watched on Hard Knocks and you came away with a worse impression where you're like, oh, I don't want any part of that? I mean, it feels like every team you get fired up about. Yeah, the Falcons that one year with uh, Mike Smith as coach when he was wearing the, eh, the, the, the Tevas or the Tevas. I wasn't feeling great about that team coming out of camp, but otherwise, yes, I'm with you. And there's four teams right now that 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 meet the criteria that they look for. I think it's like you got to have a a coach that's at least in his second year, didn't make the playoffs, all these mm -hmm. things. The teams are the Commanders, the Jets, some random team. I can't even not interesting enough. And then the Bears, Saints. Who is Saints? Saints team, yep. And they got Derek Carr. So there's a little bit. Is there a team better? Like, if you're making a case, if you're sitting in a boardroom in New York right now, is there a team more compelling than the Chicago Bears? I I, I will say the Jets with Aaron Rodgers have a very, very good case. But I, I still think that the Bears would be the, the team that you would want to focus on. Yeah, I think the Bears are a really good choice. I think Rodgers would make the Jets compelling. Uh, and then P I don't buy the logic because it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, yeah, have the Jets on again because arguably they had the best hard knock season. Well, you're not getting Rex Ryan back again. And, and the Rex Ryan dynamic uh, with uh, Mr. T at GM and Mark Sanchez there and all those personalities, that's what made that season. So at the yeah. same time, Rodgers, the Sacramento Kings just uh, won a game recently to clinch the playoff spot. So the Jets are now the longest active playoff drought for a major professional sports Ooh. team in North America. So there's a lot of heat and drama and uh, around this idea of Rogers saving the jets after years of being irrelevant. But I mean, yes, I think the bears absolutely uh, make sense. They've they're spending money. They're building this roster up after like a hibernation nailed it. <laughs> uh, and 
they have fields. They're going to have a, a great buzzy draft class coming in. Uh, there you have now a number one receiver in DJ Moore. And in general, it does. I feel like it behooves the NFL, uh, even if ownership or leadership of the Bears doesn't see it this way, to make the Bears sexy again, to make the Bears a team that people want to be paying attention to. And I think Hard Knocks is a, a perfect stage uh, and primer for what's a season of uh, Adam. And, you know, you are a diehard Bears fan. Like, yeah. when's the last time you were this excited and optimistic about a Chicago Bears season? Never. I, I, I think coming off the 2018 season, and then you still had a little bit of apprehension because so many things went well in right. 2018. Like, every, every domino hit for the Bears to get that run to the playoffs. And, of course, that Cody Parkey double-doink ended up ending everything there. Going into 2019, there was a lot of optimism. But I think that most people, because with Mitch, you had this idea of, like, he could be good. You know, similar to what I was talking about, Anthony Richardson, like he could be good. I think Justin Fields, because I watched him in college and I think that he's a great quarterback and I think he's going to be the guy who leads us back to the playoffs. I think there's a lot of optimism and the Jets and the Jets are a great team. Like there is nothing. I don't mean this to be like anti-Jets. I think with because you you look at that, Aaron Rodgers aside, I think that Sauce Gardner is interesting enough to carry a show on his own. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. Like the the Jets still have a lot of fun personalities, but I think there's something about Rodgers where you're like, why are we doing this? Like we've seen enough of him. Like when you're watching the challenge on MTV, like yeah, we've seen yeah. enough. We don't right. need to we don't see need more Johnny Bananas. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's not besmirch Johnny Bananas, but there's some <laughs> there are some personalities that we can do without. Um, see now now you're now you're hitting too close. That this is where I will get heated. Um, but there is a, there is a newness to the Chicago bears and being fresh and being in a major media market, something that they've never like never yes. really been able to tap into since the eighties, you know, the 85 bears. Cause even the, you know, 2000 lovey Smith did well, but they didn't capture the imagination like the 85 bears and nobody, not many teams have been able to do that. So when the, when the, the networks and the league and they're getting together, I know the Bears don't want to do this, but the NFL can force this on them. Am I am I misguided in that? The NFL can be like, no, no, no. You that's guys the whole that. hook of it. That's what was agreed upon. I don't know if that's happened yet, or at least publicly it hasn't ever been reported that a team did it against its will. Um, but yeah, they technically that's what they agreed to, and they could be told you're doing it. But I don't know if that's how it actually works. I think it's more like, hey, do this so we don't have to force you to do it. Yeah, I'm curious, too, if it's just ownership, because, I mean, the Bears are one of those family-owned organizations. They've been around since the 1920s, steeped in history. Funny enough, though, uh, George Hallis did everything he could in his power to make sure that the NFL became relevant. When the NFL started in the 1920s, it was well behind baseball, boxing, horse racing, things that you would never mm -hmm. seem of. And I initially thought like, well, George, this is a, a, like you were saying, like a serious football thing, but it's like, no, no, no. George Hallis was always ahead of the game. And I feel like this is something where the bears, I don't know. How do you, how do you get them to do it? Like, I, I, I keep saying the grandkids, like tell the, tell the Hallis grandkids you want to be on, have them convince their grandparents or the great grandparents. Yeah. They want to go out and do this. Yeah. I don't know. Like if hard knocks, like is grabbing the youth of, of America. I don't know if that, it's an interesting way to look at it, but I would say like, look at the lions, like who was a bigger laughing stock than the lions uh, for years. And even last year going into hard knocks, that team, 
was what they were three and 13 or yeah. whatever it was. Um, they, and the, in a way, and I think one of the reasons, many of the reasons, one of the many reasons I think people that weren't Lions fans grew to really root for the Lions this past season was there was this, uh, the spirit about the team that Dan Campbell kind of led the charge on that. Yeah, we sucked last year and we've sucked forever, but we're, we're cool with cameras coming in here because we, we believe that we're building something here and why not have cameras in here showing the progress this organization makes and we feel like the season that will follow Hard Knocks is going to show this growth that we're so confident in. If the Bears truly do believe they are on this path to relevance and being a player in the NFC again, welcome those cameras in. There's nothing to hide. If in fact it's the opposite, like people like me, like just I'm a fan of a specific team, but I was rooting for the Lions all year because yeah. I got to know the players and the coaches and the front office better from that show. And you're like, wow, this is a team I'm now invested in. Uh, so I would say the Bears and all these teams, especially division rivals, like they're super plugged in. All these coaches and GMs watch Hard Knocks. How do you watch that and come away with the old stodgy take on Hard Knocks? Like it's too intrusive. Like relax. Like just just trust the process. And and if you believe in your leadership and you believe in your players, you'll come off well. Was there any opposition? Were the Lions hesitant to do it? I don't. Rem- I don't remember this being an issue. I don't think so. Because I don't, I don't follow the Lions closely enough to be like, no, but, but you look at it like the, the Ford family kind of falls into the same category as the Hallis family, the McCaskey, the Hallis family, where it's like old school ownership that the Ford families own that team since the 30s. They, again, that's not a team that you would normally think about being a hard knocks type team that became stars. Like, like you said, like even people who rooted for the Bears didn't hate the Lions because you're like, I kind of, I'm kind of attached to that team. Are there guys right. on the Bears that you would want to see? Like that you would want to see more of? Do you want to see more of Justin Fields? Do you want to see more of any of their other guys? Yeah, like I, I think it starts uh, it starts with Fields. And I, I'm just, I think like everybody else, you're just, there's an idea, especially when he's had those spurts and those runs. Um, you see a guy that could be this generational type talent and then I think so. part of what makes it compelling, and I know you and, and other Bears fans that are all the way in, you kind of shut it out. But there are people that still say, well, is he ever going to become the passer? Is he going to be that guy? So there's that little bit of doubt that might surround the building, even if inside the building they don't think that way. So I'd like to see just like how he commands a locker room, like what his vibe is. I'd like to you know, track the preseason against what we're seeing on training camp and what we see based on the practice reading the beat reporters. You know, I like that the, the wide receiver room is really fun. And it's like, I, I, I would like to learn more about Chase Claypool, a guy that like, um, went in Pittsburgh flashed as a huge talent, but then you heard yeah. things about like, is there a person personality disconnect that l- rubbed the Steelers the wrong way and maybe led to that trade? What's he like? What's DJ more like? Who's uh, all you hear and you know his number and if you're a fantasy fan you know that he's a big producer but like who is dj Moore? he's kind of been uh in purgatory in carolina now all of a sudden he's this number one player so yeah i mean the and the defensive side of things like for me the bears are kind of a mystery in terms of what that side of the ball is so just like that's how it felt with the lions last year there were skilled players uh that you knew on detroit's offense but at defense there was uh you were learning about all these young players who's the linebacker um, that was undrafted and ended up a starter for them. Uh, Who Jack oh, Jack Sanborn, our guy? Oh, Rodrigo. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 
but Sanborn is a nice like uh, parallel uh, to Rodrigo. I'd like to I'd like to learn more about him. It's just uh, it's a good roster for that. Yeah, there's a lot of things, and you know what? They've had some experience as well. Like like Matt Eberflus was part of the Indianapolis Colts organization that was part of an in season hard knocks. Ian Campbell was it Ian Campbell? Um, God, somebody was with. One of the Bears front office guys was also in the mix too with uh, with one of the other teams. It it never comes off poorly, and I I don't know if I get out if I, I'm hyperbolic when I say this, but if the Bears continue to progress and they're and they have some success, there's a real opportunity here because the organization has been making great strides in a lot of areas. You know, going out there hiring an assistant GM, Ian Cunningham. They did not have one before forever. You know, Ryan Pace mm. wanted one, never got one. Ryan Poles was able to bring one in. They're going to be building a new stadium in Arlington Heights, presumably. Like this team is really starting to embrace the modern NFL, doing things like a lot of teams do, and really looking at other avenues for revenue. And then, like, then it comes to hard knocks, which is why it was so jarring. Like, oh, we're so close. I don't. Are they just trying to be? I don't know. Are they trying? There's something about the Bears too. Like sometimes they're too protective, and you hear it from the beat writers too. Like, oh, we couldn't be out of practice at this time. Or we couldn't do this. And I know every team does right. that, but it always feels like the Bears a little bit more. Maybe they're doing stuff like that. But man, loosen I want to the reins. That. Loosen the reins a little bit. You know, let let people fall in love with you. And how did they do with that NFL the uh NFLPA release the studies of the facilities? How did the Bears rank and all that? Better. They've done a lot better. You know, they used to go out there well, and show off to- your facility. It's a, it's how a is- pitch. Hallis Hall is actually really cool. I was I was impressed the first time that I stepped on there. I haven't been to many facilities, but Hallis Hall, it's it's funny because it's in an industrial park in suburban Illinois, not far from Arlington Heights, where the stadium's gonna be. And you go out and you you go by like the headquarters of Discover is like nearby, like just random. You're like, oh, the Discover headquarters are right here. And then all of a sudden, uh, here's the uh the Bears facility. It's really cool. And they've got a lot of, they got a lot of room. And I think that this would be the kind of thing. And you know what? Players see this players, you know, from around the NFL, they look and they're like, this is pretty dope. It looks like a lot of fun. Like the NFL films is not going to make you look terrible. And I have enough confidence in the bears personalities to shine through. We would be the sentimental favorites. Let's turn this around. Cause I'm tired of people making fun of the bears Tired of saying Justin Fields can't throw and all this stuff. This is an opportunity to face it head on. And who is so it was it was George McCaskey who said that. And yeah. the, is, who's ahead of George in the pecking order? Who could tell Nobody. George to pipe down on this? No, he Bob. is he he's the guy. Like he's he needs he's some Mc, advisors to, he's Mc, to gently is he like a Logan Roy figure? Like, are we able to approach him? No, he's maybe he's, try to he's super cool. Like the McCaskey family is really cool, obviously. And this is the thing, too. Like, Virginia McCaskey is the daughter, the lone heir. She was the daughter of George Hallis. Her story go. needs to be told. She's 100 years old. We need to know more about Virginia McCaskey. The entire Oh, you McCaskey- know when you could do that? Episode oh, no. three. <laughs> this is the perfect opportunity. When you get into episode three and four, and you need that kind of filler in the middle of the season. Bears history. There's very few teams that can match it in terms of the history and DNA of our league. Come on now. There's Let's a clean this ep- up. There's a whole episode you could devote <laughs> to the fact that I know that Aaron Rodgers loves to say that he owns the Bears. The Packers exist because of the Bears, specifically George Hallis, 
kept that franchise afloat. Personally, kept that franchise going, and yet we're not telling those stories because they don't want to do hard knocks because our grandparents don't like change. And I love George. He's such a nice guy. I'm glad we did this, right, because now I feel very – I didn't have a strong feeling before. Now I am strongly in the Bears because, you know, Rodgers is going to hand wave this to Woody's going to come to him and be like, hey, I really want us to do this again. Rodgers will hand wave him and say no. Uh, and then the Bears are the next best option for me, and that's and there's a case, there's a very compelling case. We just got to get George to reconsider. What can we'll get we do? George in on this? All right, well, cool. We'll get him. We'll get his grand. I think his grandkids would love it. So I think that's where you got to do it. We got to approach the family, the younger ones, and be like, you guys, we got to do this. Just like when you again, like when you're sitting around Thanksgiving, and your grandfather doesn't want to be on Instagram Reels, and you're like, we're doing this. Come take this spot, and it comes, and it comes, and it comes out amazing. And you're, nobody's upset that you did this, and it comes out amazing, and everybody, nobody regrets it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, remember, glad, I'm glad that I hey, got do you. Remember the episode, do you remember the episode of The Office when Michael and Dwight uh, go to the uh, head of Dunder Mifflin's home to try to yes. convince them? Like, oh, maybe me and you that. can do that. We can go to the McClaskey house. Yes, McClaskey let's house. do that. We'll hang out there. We'll have the big bottle of Sprite or whatever. Replenish your fluids um we'll report we'll 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 ambush we'll ambush george mccaskey as he's that will end well listen listen and this is a great time to be trying stuff like that when you're an nfl employee like there's yeah they're not working here for a long time adam like you know like we have rope i think even in these times of uncertainty like i think we could show up at mccaskey's house and be okay I think it'd be delightful. I think people would find that very charming. Uh, I'm glad that you're on board. We'll not, we're not going to start the pitch and make this happen. And of course, our friends at CHGO and all these other bears, uh, uh, the Tape Never Lies Network, everybody's on board with this. So we're going to try to convince the McCaskey families. We've got Dan Hanses on board as well. I do want to ask you a couple of things before I let you go. I promised I wouldn't keep you too long because um, this was the crux of what I wanted to talk to you about. But mm-hmm. over the last couple of days, the number zero, They've allowed players to start doing this. What? Where do you come on? Where do you come out on the number zero? Do you like it? Are you for it? Are you against it? I just find it jarring uh, mentally because zero is not good uh, typically uh, in sports. Yeah. Like it, in general, the number zero doesn't inspire greatness in my mind, and um, so I don't. I don't quite understand, but I also understand players want to stand out. So there's there's a long line of players that want to get want to get the number i think who came out and said uh oh it was uh oh, michael parsons uh, well oh, parsons said zero also uh who's the wide receiver that just got off the gambling ban well oh, calvin ridley was the first ridley one came out and he was like he said oh yeah i can't wait i'm number zero and then he shouted out the jags uh equipment department's twitter handle which is funny that jags equipment has a twitter <laughs> handle um so players are pumped about it so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have an issue i, I had more a bigger issue that now kickers could be like number ninety three. I need you that. Think, I need that. You in think my your life. kicker is making that kick? Is he making the forty six yarder with the wind blowing left to right down two in the last minute? He's trotting out to the field and he's number ninety three. You think he's splitting the uprights with that kick? I love it. Hell I, I like when they wear numbers in the twenties or forties. That's my that or thirties. You know, that's my. I disagree like, there. I got like it. Number twenty seven. Like that's such a cool number. The one number I hate for a kicker is when they wear number six because it implies you missed the extra point. What are you doing? You're already going out there <laughs> implying that you've missed the kick. No. Reminds me of the uh, longtime Tampa Bay Rays uh, reliever, Grant Ball 4. 
Oh my gosh. Anytime <laughs> I see a major league pitcher with a single digit number, I don't trust them. I don't like, like you're not a good, nope, I don't get it. Get out of there. I don't like the way that you, uh, yeah. the way that you go about your business. I think, and by the way, Kyle, I'm anti-zero. Anti-zero. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Olden Paul Denise, when he was number zero, because he was, oh, like it's an O instead of a zero. That, that makes a little bit more. That, that I love works. That. that. That's allowed. Um, I do want to say, I know Kyle Brandt was asking about the worst number that you could pot. What's the worst number? In, do you have a worst number in sports? I always felt like 43 was just like a number. I know Paul Amalu roared, but I'm like, ah, it's just not a handsome number to me. Yeah. Uh, did Kyle mention 38 or 39? I feel like the upper 30s, lower 40s gets rough. It, is kind of the like the twilight zone of numbers. You're not, I mean, you'll come across some, you know, Jackie Robinson was 42, Mariano Rivera, yeah, uh, Ronnie right Lott, now. I believe, was 42. 42. I mean, so maybe, maybe 42 is an outlier there, but around there, I just don't, I don't sense a lot of greatness. The, so anything, let's say 37 to 44, excepting 42, I think is a bit of a trouble spot. Yeah, you get you get a running back wearing number thirty nine, and you're like, that's not, he's he's not exploding at the line of scrimmage. No, was that like Stephen Jackson? I think had number thirty nine, and you're like, nah, you would no, be he's fast. not hitting the hole. Yeah, he'd be faster if he had twenty five or something. I don't know about that, but before I let you go, I do want to point out uh, again, you're our hard knocks correspondent, and of course, we're we're happy to have you on board to push the Bears into being on hard knocks. But I do yes. want to let everybody know that you do power rankings for NFL Network and NFL.com throughout the season. You recently updated your rankings after free agency. I'm very pleased to report the Bears are up five spots. It's 26, up five spots. So I, I take it that you have a very positive outlook on what they've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I feel good about uh, the Bears. And it's it's for the reasons we stated earlier that they just seem to have a plan. And um, I think it could have been and was very thing I imagine or could have been tempting to to roll and move fields and bring in one of these kids and restart the rookie clock and all that stuff but at a certain point I feel like we've seen enough from him to say no let's let's actually give him a chance let's build around him and that's what this season to me is about I mean I even like what they've done with their tight end room with Cole Komet and now Bobby Tanyan who I think is a little bit underrated I think that's a good tandem we talked about the uh, the wide receivers. So yeah, I think the thing is the really hard, difficult thing with the power rankings, this specific edition, this time of year, it's like, I don't feel great about putting anyone in that like 25 to 32 range. It just doesn't like some teams deserve it. Like I have Arizona at 32, uh, the Colts where they stand 31. Uh, but you have to fill out that those twenties spots. Cause I kind of, I could honestly see myself putting the bears like, in the high teens or even around, you know, around 20 or so, but that felt too strong because they lost so many games to end last season and we got to actually see them play. Right. So jumping them five spots to me was like saying, I like the vision. I like the plan. Let's see how the draft goes. I I think my next power rankings is post draft. I assume uh, if that goes to plan and we have a lot of optimism there, I might even push, push them up a few more spots toward the, you know, 22, 23, maybe 21 zone. Yeah, that was one of the things that I look at. I wasn't looking at the specific number because, like you said, a lot of it's not relevant right now until games are played and things of that nature. I was curious to see who is the biggest movers. Um, my By my naked eye, I didn't really go through it, but I, I felt like five was the biggest mover 
of anybody out there. And that's, that's significant because Ryan Poles inherited a situation where last season he had no first round pick. He went out there, found his left tackle of the future. Braxton Jones played every down, every snap, every game last year for the Chicago bears. Looks like Justin Fields is the guy. Then he got DJ Moore, which I thought was a great stroke. The bear of all the, that was a, how did you feel as kind of an outsider, not an outsider, but like, what did you make? I know that you spoke, uh, in, in glowing terms about DJ Moore, but you felt like that that was a good deal, right? Yeah, I thought it was uh, the thing I hate about trades like that is everyone immediately has to announce who's the winner and loser. And that what I what I thought when I saw the trade, I was like, oh, that was good for both sides. The Bears 100%. took full advantage. I thought of what the opportunity they had to get multiple uh premium draft picks and a number one wideout. And the Panthers are not going to complain about anything. If the QB, QB they pick turns into the guy that they've been searching for since Cam Newton, uh, you know, uh, washed up like that. That's been a, the Panthers have been there have been teams that have been in the QB wilderness longer than Carolina. But it's been a particularly frustrating uh, half decade, half decade in Carolina because they've swung and missed so many times on different guys that they wanted from Deshaun Watson to Matthew Stafford. The list kind of goes on and on. So now that allowed them to control the draft board and really uh, put their stamp on the, the new direction of their franchise. So that's going to come at a cost. So I thought both sides really came out on top unless they botched the QB pick and then the Bears probably kill him in the draft and this trade. But you have to wait like a couple of years to really know who won the trade. Yeah, and if C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, whomever it is, if they're a competent quarterback, Justin Fields continues to develop, then you look back at it and you're like, okay, both teams come out of it smelling pretty good. And you know what? When you have your quarterback – settled like last year watching the bears personally i felt that justin fields was our guy no matter what and i'm like okay like watching those games is a little bit different knowing well he's going to get help eventually our quarterback situation is settled though and if carolina gets their guy and cj Stroud or bryce young goes out there and plays very well then you can watch those games knowing like i know we don't have a first round pick next year but we got our quarterback and it was worth the price of admission and there's no I guess my last thing is my question to you. And I'd be the same way as a Jets fan. If like Zach Wilson flashed the way Justin Fields did, I'd be all the way in. Yeah. There, There is not even, because you follow the college game closer than me. There's not even a, a sliver deep inside you that's thinking to yourself, should we have gone the other direction? Or you're oh. all, or all the way in. It was never a doubt no. that you stick with the guy you got. All the way in. 100 percent i i would have justin fields over bryce young and cj stroud uh if caleb williams was available in this draft that could be a different conversation but there really wasn't a guy there wasn't a trevor lawrence type andrew luck type where you're like oh yeah this is far and away like we're taking a guy with a generational tag as it yeah 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 because even now like the discussion is like we still don't know who carolina is picking there isn't a clear cut number one so why right. would the Bears give up on Justin Fields? So I that part of it's fine. I still know as a sports fan who can sometimes be pessimistic, like there's always room for things to go very wrong. So we'll oh, wait yeah. and see how that goes. But very encouraged by the way everything is working out right now. And so I would like all that to be shown on hard knocks so that my faith can be restored a little bit more. Um, what a great way to tie that up. But listen, I know that you had a very busy day. This We recorded this on Thursday. Want to thank you for coming in. Uh, you've always been one of my favorites. I've told, I've told you this time and time again. You've always been one of my favorites here at the NFL Network. So it's always fun to have you, you on. Let's do this again real soon. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, I'll see you around the building. Sounds great.
All right, there he goes, the great Dan Hansis. Wonderful to have him stop by. Him and I taking a road trip to Chicago at some point to try to convince George Hall George Hallis, George McCaskey to uh, put the Bears on hard knocks. Thanks to everybody who joined us here today. Really, really appreciate you dropping by. Once again, reminder, uh, manscaped.com. Use the promo code SICKBEAR. If you need a, a beard trimmer, you want something for your head, you want razors, boxer. Oh, I've got some of the boxer shorts. Amazing. Whatever you've heard, whatever, like, what I don't know if you go with, like, Bombas or Tommy Dunn. No, no, no. You got to check out these boxer shorts as well. Go to, yeah, go to manscaped.com. Use the code SICKBEARS. Uh, 20% off. The shipping is free. That's a big thing too. Like a lot of times you go on, you want to order something. You're like, oh yeah, this doesn't seem like a bad idea. And you're like, oh my God, it's 20 bucks for shipping. No, no, no. The shipping is free. So think about that. You're going to get 20% off. The boxers are like 40 bucks. So what does that come out to 30? Like whatever, go do what you got to do, but check out, man, if you've been waiting for this, it took me a long time to come around to it. Again, I used to cut my head and do all this stuff. Now I I put that aside. I said, I'm going to finally put down some money and do the right thing. So I went to manscaped.com and I got to be honest with you, have not regretted it for a single moment. And I don't regret uh, having you here today. So thanks everybody for putting this together. We will see you Tuesday night for Take It to the Rank. Carmen Vitale will be joining us once again as we get closer to the NFL draft. So until that time, bear down and Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.